0: last week on the lords of grantham podcast we talked poldark season four episode five in the episode we got to see the demise of whitworth the man passed away we couldn't be happier uh meanwhile uh jeffrey charles he's been out into town he's been uh drinking and Drake, he left uh, Rosina at the altar for Marwenna, uh, but he's not with her. Um, we'll see where all that goes this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. I need
1: back once again. Corey's had a week to settle into Eastern Standard Time. Feeling great. That's good. Feeling no great. jet lag.
0: No, not now I just have a bit of a, a hoarse voice because, as you know, Dave, you were there. We were at a wedding this weekend. We
1: were. We were. Our attorney, Kevin, who has been on the podcast multiple times over the years, celebrated his wedding at- uh
0: <laughs> We should say our friend, but we, we for this show, people may know him as our legal counsel. Um, That's right. He's <laughs> a, attended a few episodes. He gave his feedback on the the trial of John Bates, as some may recall. Uh, but yes, we were there to see him get wed this past weekend, and it was uh, it was beautiful. It was great hey, weather. Great. All, all our friends were there. Couldn't ask for anything more. Nothing more. Nope. Just my voice back.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, you could ask for something, but all things considered, it's, it's, so congrats to him. Yeah. and uh, It's great. It was great. we have any updates, any news from the uh, world of any of our shows?
0: Well, uh, I know we just uh, mentioned the other week that Jessica Brown Finley had a child, but she has a new show coming out on Paramount Plus called The Flat Share. It's based on a best-selling romance novel uh, from Beth O'Leary. It's uh, about two cash-strapped 20-somethings who agree to rent an apartment and, and a bed as well, despite having never met. And if their plan works out, They'll never have to work to share a bed, but uh, yeah. If people like romance novels that are British, they like uh, Sybil, Lady Sybil. There's a show coming your way, <laughs> so there Great. you go. Great.
1: <clears throat> maybe she won't run away from this one in season three. <laughs> maybe not.
0: Maybe not. Uh, and, uh, Princess guilt- Anne. Oh, keep going. She uh, made a stop at the Poldark's house. Uh, hmm? she drove herself to Poldark's house. Uh, so this is uh. Uh, a house that's in the Tetbury area. Uh, the country house dates back to 1576 and was used for filming *Trenwith*, the fictional home of Ross Poldark in the smash hit BBC sh- series. Uh, so it was a filming location there. She went there to meet people who are behind a new $6 million uh, surgery near her home. People have been campaigning for over a decade for a surgery fit for 21st century. And finally, work is about to start this year for this the surgery—a surgery,
1: British way of saying
0: renovation. I guess so. I guess that's you—you, you, I think you got it right, Dave. <laughs> I
1: hope so. All of our our fans that like slander us on iTunes
0: for actually no, our it's a, it's a, no. You you actually have it incorrect. It's a new medical center for surgery.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like Town <laughs> Abbey.
0: Yeah. So Season yeah, two. it's like Town Abbey. They're opening a new new uh, ho- hospital, but yes, to that point, Princess Anne she visited the house. One of the houses, they say Poldark's house in the headline. So the crown and uh, Poldark colliding.
1: Great. And we did see that the Gilded Age people were at a Paley Fest doing a discussion or whatever you call it there. A sort of Q&A or panel. Yeah,
0: so the Paley Fest is a thing where they celebrate some of the best TV that's on currently with a panel of the actors. Just ask them about their experiences, about the show, just what makes it so great. Um, so they had the entire cast there, but, uh, one stood out in particular, uh, George Russell, you know, the railway man from the show who, who has the mm-hmm. thick beard. He's the, the fatherly figure uh, of the railway family. Uh, he was dressed in black, uh, a With real, mesh, right? Yeah. Borderline mesh, uh, had, had a bit of a, a turtleneck to it. Um, uh, <laughs> black t-shirt and then, uh, leather jeans. And, uh, the Dude looks pumped. <laughs> he's just sitting beside, you know, uh, all the casts. They, they all, you know, they're all women, and then there's just hunk of man just sitting right there next to yep. all of them.
1: Straight off of the Romstein concert, he's he's there.
0: <laughs> he looks like he was just singing for nine inch nails. Morgan Spector. Uh, it, it's kind of funny because uh, someone had it linked in, in Twitter, like images of him shirtless from the Gilded Age TV show. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like people were, were alleging that HBO intentionally darkened scenes of the Gilded Age to hide how jacked he was in those scenes. Because if you brighten it, the dude is shredded, which doesn't quite fit the time period. You, you know, what, what is he doing like back doesn't like a shredded then? man. He, he's not working on the railway back then.
1: No, yeah. We're, we're, who's Who's got a weight room in the 1800s? <laughs> That's like a, a, a hobbyist.
0: I would love to see that that innovation on the Gilded Age. Like <laughs> George Russell is the first guy to say, you know, we need weight rooms in the house. <laughs> like, what,
1: what is a kettlebell? Let's make a kettlebell. <laughs> we should have these
0: floors padded. <laughs> you know, Let's just for it. safety. Yeah. Um, But yeah, fans can't get enough of the outfit. They're all just buzzing. If you haven't seen it, look for yourself. Morgan Spector. Look him up. George Russell. And no... uh. Drake Karn uh, or George Russell's son on uh, Gillage, he was not in attendance. on It was a one-man show with the rest of the cast.
1: Well, I mean, what's his name? The The chef wasn't there either. No, no.
0: no, he was not there either. Was Julian there? No, Julian was not there. They were just talking to the cast. I think Julian's just too busy counting money. Sure. Yeah. And one last thing, Hugh sure, Bonneville let's go. was on uh, Gra- the Graham Norton show last week, and people were, he was talking how, about how people thought his big break was uh, *Downton Abbey*, but he had been acting for twenty five plus years already, so he just called it a completely strange gear shift for him, because uh, he's been around as people know. He was in *Notting Hill* and other pieces of of television and movies throughout time, and it's just *Downton Abbey* that really kicked it up a notch for him, but. Good on Anyways. you. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, without doubt, he wouldn't have met Paddington. Everyone's favorite bear. That's
1: true. That's true.
0: Yeah. Should we right.
1: dive into this pole dark episode.
0: Let's get to it. Pole dark Episode four, four, six. Episode six.
1: Whitworth is dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see his, uh, his uh, casket sink even deeper into the ground so to reassure us that he's not coming back.
1: Good see you see you later buddy
0: yeah uh but we do start off the episode with ross writing to melza again
1: yep this is a this is a trend we're seeing
0: just love letters at home you know
1: yeah now do we want to i mean i i feel like we can uh, go down any any number of these rabbit holes what's the what's the easiest ones to go down I think Morwenna might be one of the easier ones.
0: Yeah, she doesn't look too good. She's she's not doing too well.
1: Yeah, Whitworth still. is gone, but she is still uh she is still under the thumb of Lady Whitworth, who might be worse. No well, not not physically worse, but emotionally just as bad as her deceased she's husband. She's pretty much
0: keeping Morwenna captive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, reminding her that, you know, she she was married to Whitworth. There's nothing you can do about it.
1: She is a Whitworth as 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 she says.
0: Mm-hmm. is wearing black, you know, as you do in mourning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh she gets Dwight, though, to check on her, which uh, Lady Whitworth is like, what are you doing? Why you can't you have no business sending for her for a, a doctor to come here.
1: And Lady Whitworth uh, Lady Whitworth is in of the same mindset as her son, where where more one is like, I just want to be observed, you know, I want to be alone with the doctor. And Lady Whitworth was, you know, no, that's not how we do it here. And it's these people are spiteful and evil.
0: You you could almost understand why Whitworth came out as uh, strange as he did.
1: Absolutely. He's a, really, but he was not wealthy enough to seem so, you know, highfalutin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because we saw that, that, uh, Rowella's actions really cost him you know yeah. he was his, his, that little dowry that he gave her to, to shut up and leave
0: was I mean as far as we can tell Roella got away with it too there's nothing no follow up okay, there there's no there's no paper trail
1: uh, yeah, like he complained about how that was you know that
0: kind of broke him yeah I mean, he was already broken to begin with, let's be fair. Yeah,
1: but, but you know, like, so the fact that his mother comes in and she's, she's throwing money around, what, what, what happened to his allowance, his family money?
0: Yeah. But, I mean, so she sees Dwight and she's like, I, th- I think she's asking him for drugs, right? To just kind of make it all go away.
1: She wants oblivion.
0: Yeah. It's hard times for her. Uh, but that that's that until until later in the episode. He, I mean Dwight gives her some good advice. He's like, "I've been where you've been. Just put it behind you and keep looking forward." And she's like, "Were you violated?" And, and Dwight pauses for a second and is like, "No. <laughs> the French did not violate me."
1: <laughs> I do like how how matter-of-factly and uh, non-empathetic Morwenna is to Dwight's situation. Like, we know Dwight was in prison. His, you know, his boy um Armitage died because of complications from what happened in jail <laughs> yeah. or when it's like did you get raped by a terrible priest for, for a long time and he's like ooh okay so can't we don't <laughs> we're uh. not talking about equality here
0: <laughs> yeah no so. trauma is equal as we all know yeah so the hard times for her and you know for most of this episode, we have Drake just wandering the countryside. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with myself. I walked out on a a wedding. This other girl don't want me back yet. What do yeah, I we do? See
1: he's living in a under the a tarp on the the ground of his Smith shop, and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to rebuild, and he doesn't want to live in Saul with Sam because he knows he's gonna have to go by Jacka and Harry Harry. <laughs> I
0: I love Sam just being like, "Come on, man. We can share a room. We can do this." And like. Dave, I don't know about you. I shared a room with my brother until I was 24, and when you're at that age, and I'm sure they're about that age on this show, you don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) Oh, no. You you need some space from from your siblings.
1: He's like, I'd rather sleep outside by my traumatizing, ash-ridden former shop than go with you. Mm -hmm. Not to mention I have to go by Jacka and Harry Harry.
0: What happened to Tom Harry? Is he... He's is he just gone? Well, I think you know George told him to go away, and he just really took it to heart. But then his
1: brother walked into town in the exact
0: moment. It was a changing of the guard. Yeah. Uh, but Sam is kind of like a, a point of encouragement this episode. He's just like, "Hey man, maybe maybe you should talk to Rossina again. Rossina would, would like to, you know, just put a pin on it, man.
1: She'll give it. She'll she might give you a chance.
0: Yeah." And so, Sam, uh, Drake goes and talks to Rosina, and uh, mm-hmm. they're on good terms. She's just like, you know who I have an issue with? It's that woman for turning you down after you said, like, let's do this. That ain't fair to you, Drake. It's like, man, this Rosina is so, so good to Drake.
1: We also see that Sam gasses up Rosina. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, I thought that Sam was kind of making moves on her himself as far as you know, one Karn brother, no good. The other one, maybe. But mm-hmm. seems like he's just trying to spread the good word of his brother.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's really a good guy, this Sam.
1: <laughs> oh, Sam is great in, this, in the moments with Jacka and uh, Harry Harry. So basically, Drake does break down and agree to move to Saul. Mm-hmm. And as he's coming in into town, all the people are muttering about him. They all know who he is. They're all ready for him and uh, Jacka and Harry Harry get in his face and Sam is like gets right back into Jacka's face and he's like I am a holy man but I will knock you down with the vengeance to save my brother
0: well I mean it's, it's not even that so much it's just like uh, Jacka starts harassing uh, uh, Drake again and <laughs> Sam's like did you burn down that house? Do you burn down where he lived? You know that that's a hang, hangable offense, and the guy is just like, "Oh, um, <laughs> I no, I what are you talking about? You don't have any proof." <laughs> and Sam's like, get, "Get to walking, man." Sam's
1: like, "I'll I'll kill you,"
0: <laughs> and then I'll preach. About <laughs> I'm a man of God. God forgives. I don't. <laughs> that that is Sam.
1: <laughs> he says, "Look, if we're learning anything about preachers on this TV shows, they're bad,
0: and I'm bad, yeah. <laughs> but he's not really that bad."
1: No, he's just uh, he's standing up for his little brother.
0: Yeah, Or right, is he his little brother?
1: Yeah, Sam's the older brother for sure. You think? Yeah, he just,
0: maybe, Sam's just a little dirtier. He just needs to take a wash, and he'll probably come out looking. No, like a baby Sam is
1: absolutely the older brother. Drake gives off younger brother vibes. Okay,
0: all right, yeah, yeah, he always got that scrunched up face like a like a child. Drake.
1: He also plays like a nineteen year old and and gilded age, <laughs> which takes ple- you know is shot like six years later. Yeah, yeah. A few well not years six later. years, but you know, five years
0: later. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, Sam was just like, you know what, why don't you go give that Morwena another shot? Come on. <laughs> go go see what's going on over there. It can't be all that bad.
1: Yes. So wait, it was Drake gassing up Rosina Both. and then telling him to go to Morwenna?
0: You know, he's just giving his brother options. Play the field, see what comes his way. Yeah, so we do see that uh
1: Drake does go to see – Morwenna uh, and he can't take the credit he's like Sam told me to come back mm-hmm. I'm back and she yeah. delivers some uh, unfortunate news
0: uh, she's pregnant bro
1: <laughs> could have seen that coming
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean the way she kept rubbing her stomach it wasn't because she had ingestion or was hungry or anything that's usually when you have a baby
1: that's an in a food baby it's a baby baby
0: now, Dave, what are the odds, just thinking WWE booking, for people who have watched back in the late 90s, uh, Mark Henry got a woman pregnant on there, Uh-huh. an older lady, and all that came out was a older hand. Older lady? Yeah. An elderly <laughs> woman. Elderly woman. All that came out was a hand. She birthed a hand. It was a joke. Do you think she births a foot here for all Whitworth?
1: Oh, that would be great. Imagine.
0: <laughs> it's just a, a joke. A full-grown foot. It's just not a baby. It's just a foot, just to remember Whitworth by. Sorry, that's that's some weird humor there, folks. <laughs> we can quickly move on, but that, that's that's all that's going on with them. And
1: he's not jet-lagged this week, listeners. He's, this is no, I just got a thing. hoarse voice, man. I was shouting uh, full, a lot this week. Full tilt McNair. <laughs> yeah. But she's, she does say, go and never return again.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Drake is like, okay, all right. So, the whole thing with Rossina will, will carry on a little bit longer, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and more. I mean, obviously more. One is not going anywhere.
0: Nope. Where is Roella? in the wind?
1: Yeah, it'd she's be something. If they she's just really brought her man. back
0: to, it'd be something if they really just brought her back to mess up Whitworth's whole stuff, and then she's just gone for no reason. Like what? What a great plot. What device. function
1: does she have? She she's more sister. sister.
0: <laughs> Help
1: her out. She can't. She got nothing. She's poor.
0: I guess so. Yeah, she she didn't wipe uh, Whitworth clean while she could have. No.
1: I think another piece of low-hanging fruit is Jeffrey Charles.
0: The dude is just vomiting up a storm around London. Can't stop getting into trouble.
1: He's just yakking everywhere he goes.
0: <laughs> just laugh the drinking, bro. And he's hanging and, out he, with weirdo Adderley. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that when Ross comes around, like, Jeffrey Charles is... Vomiting is just like <laughs> <They> <laughs> it's like all over. Yeah, there's spit. There's like vomit on his shirt. Might as well be. And he's just like Ross. Don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> I got it.
1: <laughs> and Adderley <laughs> just just is making jokes
0: about them. Yeah, he's like your cousin's a mess, man. <laughs> and Ross is like runs in the family. It's okay. I got <laughs> Ross him. Was like
1: nothing to see here. I'm taking him. We're going.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Caroline is just like this is your family. This is Elizabeth's son. Yeah, man. Hey, he wasn't the one born under a bad moon, so he can't be that bad.
1: No, he's just going, you know, he's Francis's boy.
0: Yeah. I like that uh, they're they're riding uh, in the carriage at one point. Caroline asks uh, Ross, who who would have been, um, who would have you preferred, uh, Francis or himself as a stepfather? And, and, like, Ross is like, I don't think he, uh, he would have done well with either of us, or he would have done well with me for sure. <laughs> hmm. Don't have me as a father to that kid.
1: Yeah, and I know that this uh, the Ross and Jeffrey Charles of it all comes back into play with Elizabeth later, which ties mm-hmm. into the big episode on the whole. But he does so bring
0: think, he does bring Jeffrey Charles back home because it's just yeah, like this kid yeah. needs to get straightened out a little bit.
1: So that does uh, he brings him home, and you know Ross That's and George the have their, their their stuff comes on. So I think the other uh, low hanging fruit here is Caroline and Dwight.
0: Yeah, you know, she's still loving her best life out in England. Making the rounds. London. Yeah. London specifically. And uh, she's like, you know, it's time to go home. Indeed.
1: indeed. And what a reunion scene we have with these two. She's like, hey, I need an appointment with the doctor. (laughs) And he's like, I'm
0: booked. Well, can you fit me in?
1: It's like, these two are awkward. Like, I know that this is their first time seeing each other in a while, but they are very awkward.
0: Yeah. But it's a weird thing where she's like, you know what, I, I realize what I want, which is I want to live in London some of the time. I'll live in Cornwall some of the time, but I need variety. I can't just stay seated, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And she says, and I want you with me in London. Which is sweet. He's down. I mean, I'm glad he's down because he's also turned this very thing down in the past when he says i'm needed here
0: well i mean to his point who's going to be watching the people while he's gone certainly not dr choke
1: it's got to be dr choke
0: <laughs> that's terrible to think like you could have an actual good doctor and it's like well sorry guys i gotta go i mean i loved my life wife somewhere else
1: <laughs> we've all seen doctors take vacations it's not like he's not allowed
0: yeah, I guess he's just going to have like a really filled-up appointment calendar when he gets back. He's
1: going to say, no, an emergency, go to choke. Otherwise,
0: wait. You can come find me in London.
1: He'll leave a, a little card or something. Write him.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to go off and be happy, I guess. Indeed. But the rest of everything is pretty tied up between George and Ross, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We see in the beginning of the episode that Ross meets with the prime minister. So this individual who tapped him for a meeting last week was not just another member of parliament, but the big dog. Mm -hmm. And he says that he thinks that Ross's welfare concept was a great idea, but it's not something that's going to fly. Yeah, people aren't going to pass that. And then he makes the, the, the assumption... Not assumption, but uh, implication that maybe Ross would be a little bit more focused in London and less of a hothead and, you know, an a angry standalone guy if his wife joined him in London every now and again. Yeah. And Ross is like, my he, wife is taking care of all my business at home. I she, and, She's working for me.
0: And, and he gives him some advice in this episode that kind of carries on throughout the rest of the episode, which is take care of those you can... Uh, you know, and, and let those who you can't take care of themselves, pretty much, mm-hmm. like you can't save everyone essentially, which is good advice, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ross is on his way back. Uh, we do get a scene early on of Demelza talking to Dwight, like you know, they're making eyes at each other, it seems like. <laughs> It seems like we just we want like a wife swap to happen right here. Oh my god, that'd be so fun! <laughs> I think that's. I mean, that's exactly what's going on here. But but it, it does. It
1: Ross does not seem into Caroline. Caroline seems into Ross. Yeah, but I think Dwight and Demelza are into each other.
0: Yep. Nothing wrong with that.
1: No, no. I mean, sure. I mean, yes, but at the same time, no. I think that. Logic. Everyone would be into Demelza. She's kind of a, uh, as they oh, as the Warligans always say, she's the, the skullduggery maid that will take down the the institution. She's yeah. kind of like a wife goal in some ways.
0: Yep. Yeah. But the point of this uh, meeting early in the episode is to for her to congratulate him on a new infirmary that's coming to town. Yes. Uh, and we'll see more of that. For, and it's uh, not the episode. one
1: that's happening at the Trenwith in real life.
0: Right. Not that one <laughs> that uh, Princess Sandvis did. Um, So at the same time, Nat Pierce has finally croaked. The the guy who uh, wished uh, Whitworth so well before (laughs) Whitworth met his untimely demise last week. Uh, So no no kip
1: up from him, despite what we may have hoped for, I may have hoped for.
0: Yeah, I did did not see that happen, man. George George is like, how tragic. Uh, Pasco is, he's there at the funeral and he's like, this guy was a foolish old man. He stole money. He speculated with it; it was all just money lost.
1: And we see that Pasco's daughter is there with her son-in-law, and they have their retirement account account in Pasco's bank. And Pasco basically lets them know that everything is safe. It's going to be a little bumpy in the road, but there's nothing and, to worry
0: yeah. about. Yep. Even though he's kind of like looks a little worried himself about the whole situation of that. <laughs> well.
1: I would be too.
0: Yeah, things are things are a little bit tight right now.
1: Yeah, and then we see that George takes it upon himself to write a letter, an anonymous mm-hmm. letter or have a, a someone transcribe what he's saying that that the Pasco Pasco Bank is unreliable with money and they're they're bad people and whatnot. And this goes out to over 50 of the individuals with large accounts there.
0: Yeah constituents. hmm Uh meanwhile, uh Demels is picking apples with the kids. Just doing it all on her own. And Zachy yep. lets her know that Nat Pierce is uh, Nat Pierce is uh died and yep. he left the fairs in disarray. The word word is making the rounds. There may be a crash and Pasco's no longer a place to leave money. Maybe you should uh get it out of there.
1: Yeah. And and Demelza knows Ross well enough to know how he would act, and she knows his moral compass well enough to know that. He's not going to do that. So mm-hmm. she goes to Falmouth and asks for $2,000, 2,000 pounds.
0: Well, doesn't she go to Pasco first? And he's like, please don't withdraw that much money. I know you got to get wages, but like, can you just not? Can you wait? Well, he, he's like, it?
1: look, you're going to do this, but it's going to hurt. I'm not going to be a fan. I don't like yeah. it.
0: Right. It's, it's, it's entirely in bad faith, but she's... Willing to go along with it. And that's why she goes to Falmouth. That she's alone.
1: And Falmouth basically says, I know you're asking for two G's so that you can float Pasco some money to to make them comfy. I'll -hmm. give you 800 because I know that's more than enough. But think of it just because I like you. This is for your (laughs) wages. This is not for anything else.
0: Yeah. And and she was like, I need 2000 And he's like, do you know how many employees you have? No. Okay, well, I'm giving you 800. Then, <laughs> and Better then he says, uh,
1: he says it's unwise to be governed by sentiment. Basically, he's saying, watch out! Like you love that you and your man love this Pasco guy, but you know the big man's coming in. The big man's gonna knock this whole little bank thing down. Yeah, get in line, play your part.
0: And so she has this plan where. She'll walk to the bank and make it look like she's depositing money, and she has Prudy there, and she has uh, Sam show up, and everyone's just like, "Yeah, I'm here to deposit money." Zachy. everyone's like making it like it's a good natured thing to do. Beggars, it's like all these guys in suits,
1: yeah, a a street preacher, a maid, Demelza, and Zachy, who who is a you know a miner, and a mine foreman or whatever he is, but he's not you know. If you're gonna do this gimmick, wear a suit.
0: It's a sweet thing to do in the moment, but it's kind of almost hilarious in the show how quickly they go to the next scene. We don't even see the, how the results of this really. It's just George saying, well, the past, the, the bank is closing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it didn't phase <faze> anyone. <laughs> um, it's so funny, though, because do you think they actually deposited money that day?
1: I think Demelza did. I think it's all Demelza, yeah. that, that loan or part of that loan. Which means
0: that they lost that money that they just deposited probably. <laughs> Because he had to make good to everyone else who had their uh, money he, had, he owed them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think temporarily, because like he said to everybody else, like, give, give me a week and it'll be fine.
0: I don't know where that money's coming from. That, that's pretty bad.
1: We see that that George calls in um, Pasco's son in law and mm. calls in a loan. He says, you know, capital's tight around here. I'm going to call in that loan and you've got to pay it now in full. And the yeah. guy's like, this is a, you are terrible. And he, and George is, is, doesn't offer, you know, for the guy who's playing the social game, this dude who is Pasco's son-in-law seems to be connected. Yeah, And he just totally, it manhandles him and his money. And basically this is the straw that breaks the camel's back that puts the Pasco's down. Is.
0: Yeah, that that's truly what ends it. Like no matter what Demelza could have done with the beggars depositing their money there, that that there's no way Pasco can come back from that because it seemed to me that's the money that Pasco was going to operate with to kind of keep him liquid and, and stay fluid until he could get things straightened out. But with that money gone, there's not much else for him to do.
1: Yeah. And so we. And see George that. is
0: happy because that means Ross's entire life savings is is gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ross is uh he's done and it's so funny because Demel's is like man I could kick myself I really messed up then Ross comes home and she's like I lost all the money and he's just beaming like oh okay I don't care
1: I'm a member I'm of just parliament i to baby. see you
0: yeah I got money coming in I'm doing fine and he's just like I heard about what you tried to do with the bank it's valiant that's great I love you baby
1: I do. I do like that. Uh, I know that we we have. We'll, we'll in a second bounce back, but this is Ross coming in at the evening time, and Demelza's all sad, and he's like, "I already talked to Pasco. I already talked to Elizabeth." Third stop, my wife. Oh yeah, that's I've been right. Gone he did for drop a month.
0: Off. He did drop off Jeffrey Charles, uh, and that's when he's visiting there. And George, at the same time, has the good news that Ross is going to be. Broke. He can't wait to go home and tell Elizabeth. So things get a little hairy for Ross for a second because he's visiting Elizabeth and uh, is leaving at the same time George is coming back.
1: Well, you're you're missing the fact that who he meets. Oh no, times. I know,
0: I know, I am. But it is a, a great moment where like George comes in the door and he he asks, "Who did I miss?" And she says, uh-huh "Hummina, hummina, hummina." Oh, Jeffrey Charles is here. <laughs> there's Jeffrey Charles.
1: <laughs> the projectiles onto his, it's his just father. Just vomiting everywhere. Stepfather. <laughs>
0: But yeah, there was a key interaction I glossed over there, Dave.
1: Yeah, and there's also a, a little flashback scene earlier in the episode because also sick is Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and we see, see that she's starting to have some some her her doing some mental math here, and yeah. she she thinks back to what Ross said months ago in the in the church about another eight month baby. So mm-hmm. in her head, she's thinking. Okay, so if I'm pregnant, all I got to do is to keep it quiet, keep the, you know, the sickness to myself for a month. Then yeah. tell George. Then we'll be off to the races. So, mm-hmm. that's the sort of flashback that she has. Then Ross comes over and he sees little little Valentine, the little nightmare boy.
0: And it really only locked in in this scene where it's like, "Oh, the kid that got to play Valentine looks identical to like a young ross poldark they really hit it absolutely the The hair and everything it's like oh no it's so clearly ross's child this is rough (laughs) rickets yeah
1: and they have a weird interaction where they're like immediately friendly and playful with each other
0: well valentine almost gives this reaction of like he's looking in the mirror he's like wait what (laughs) yeah they put their hands up
1: and, and do the motion together like they're miming each other
0: yeah exactly um, but he doesn't say anything. Ross is just like, "Well, howdy there."
1: And then when Valentine goes to walk away, he's like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold on!" And he turns around. He's like, "Goodbye, Captain Poldark."
0: And Ross yeah, gives him a salute. Him. Ross salutes him. Yeah.
1: Ross, I love that Ross is so good with kids, but we never <laughs> see him hang out with his kids.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Give the kids fifteen years, he'll punch them all in the face at some point. Oh, okay. <laughs> or punch <laughs> or their all grown adults. They're
1: playground bullies.
0: Yeah. Uh, but then
1: in that moment when he's talking to Elizabeth it, before George shows up, he's like, you've you been thinking about what I said in the church about the eight-month baby. <laughs> like, what a weird thing to bring yeah. up. Like, hey. It's a good plan, that. Right? I mean, these two, like, you want to talk about how um, Caroline and Ross don't seem like they like each other. Elizabeth is very hot and cold with Ross. But the two mm-hmm. of them do genuinely seem... Like, they would have been a very compatible couple had Francis not intervened when Ross yeah. was at the war. Like, I there's mean, no Ross denying Ross saying this episode two. at
0: some point where, like, he couldn't resist getting out of trouble. She deserves someone who's, like, clean and, and proper. So, like, he would never have worked with her.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, like like he has said to Demelza, like, there's no romantic love there. But there's no denying that there's some camaraderie that is easily shippable in another world. For sure.
0: But anyways, though, yeah, uh, George is feeling himself for the moment.
1: Indeed, and and should we go to the the infirmary opening?
0: Well, Ross's plan—he's still—he's—we're he's, he, skipping over Ross's plan, which is—you know—he's in a good mood because he has an idea. He's going to go meet with a bunch of people, and maybe he can get, convince them to invest in Pasco's bank, and we just yeah. get a whole montage may, yeah, of that.
1: Invest, and and everyone's like, "No, dude," Bassett especially <laughs> is like, "Dude, I like you, man. You're cool." Yeah, you're kind of like the rock star in town. You're a little different. You march to the beat of your own drum, Ross. Mm-hmm. But enough. You gotta stop. I'm not giving. Yeah. You, I'm not fluting this old man.
0: Right, and his point is that it's good to have small business, and it's like, yeah, but you know, Amazon's got it for discount. You know, I gotta go shop there instead.
1: You gotta put his I war
0: g- leg in. I gotta save money what too. What can I do? Yeah. Um, it's funny too because even then like for the workers Demel's is like we're going to give them a a day a half day and an extra sixpence, and then we're going to have a party we're going to make them feel appreciated
1: yeah that's a real HR move that's like pizza on Friday move for sure yeah morale's down we got to do something
0: but Dave as you're saying the infirmary is going to be opening Mm-hmm. oh wait no we're skipping over that the fact that he talked to Bassett but of the people he met with one of them was Bassett and he was like yeah we gotta throw Pasco Bone he's not that That's bad of a I, guy we
1: already talked about Bassett
0: but ba- we were talking about all the people he, he met with uh-huh. Bassett in particular was like get out of here we almost get like a smash cut where he's like reconsider and then he tells Demelza, yeah I, I didn't do it and she's like you know I he, he, he says something to something to the effect of like you really can't convince pass to do anything she's like well I got him to get along with Falmouth and he's like I guess I should have sent you in there with <laughs> with me I I did, I did that one wrong that I that's on me that's my mm-hmm. bad <laughs> um,
1: but and we see Pasco also has a job offer to be a clerk for another bank
0: yeah, for Pasco. He's like, yeah, Pasco can, you know, come work for me. But Pasco's like, yeah, I can, I can get paid
1: well. I mean, he can't be a partner because his bank went under. For as it's a PR nightmare to have this guy as a name
0: on your bank. Yeah. But, but and Ross is like, man, no, you deserve to have your own bank. And Pasco's like, I don't know. Nice like, job. Dude, I'm
1: old, man. <laughs> can't <laughs> I just go nice. work in the front desk? Right. Ross is like, dude, I just want my, you got my retirement account. And this yeah. is this, this Nat Pierce dude screwed everything up for all of us. I just want, To work, you know, Ross. Ross can't admit to being a little selfish now and again.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, George. Uh, he he runs into Dwight for a moment. He's like, "Yeah, the infirmary is opening, isn't it?" Dwight's like, "Yeah, man, it's it's nice." Thanks for your donations, bro. Thanks, man. And George is like, "I can't wait to be there, bro." (laughs) Can't wait.
1: It's going down.
0: Yeah. Uh. And so, yeah, we get to the infirmary opening.
1: Finally. And we see they there all depressed. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, they're, they're just there to be like, yeah, this infirmary's opening. Let, let's go. But And
1: they, they make a speech about charity and uh, all the different things that are required to make a, make an infirmary work and volunteering and stuff like that. And Ross is like, why does everybody got to talk about the money? Why is this always about the money? Mm-hmm. Why can't it be about the decency and, and the humanity of it all and and advancement and things like that? And everyone's like, Ross, calm down.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, of course there's going to be some drama there because Ross is like, man, there's a letter that was sent around to, to 50 stakeholders at Pasco to divest their money from, from his bank. Mm-hmm. And... I forget how George just can't help but keep his nose clean.
1: <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you think that was me? What are you trying to t- stir up?" some Right, because R- Ross is very
0: speaking very openly, loud about it, and he's like looking in George's direction as he says it. And George's like, "You think it's me?" And Ross is like, "Yeah, I know it's you, bro."
1: <laughs> if I am in this town, how could how could George have any social clout?
0: Yeah, word gets around. People know about this guy.
1: People and and people know he's, he's he has the money, but he's unreliable. And I guess, Mm -hmm. I guess we see going forward that basically in this end of the scene, I was like, Ross is done. Like George held so much weight. We've been talking about how Ross needs to take a big L soon. This might be that big L, but then we Mm -hmm. see old Bassets put his thinking
0: cap on. Yeah. Wait, Bass put his thinking cap on. Yeah, Bassett is oh, yeah. thinking. He's put his thinking cap on, and he, they get a good uh, they get a good out because Elizabeth passes out just as things are heating up there. So yep. it, it doesn't escalate too far. Uh, but yeah, Bassett reviews the letter, and he comes to Ross, and he's like, "I got an idea." And we, and we see Captain Ross Poldark is being brought into the fold <laughs> to help run a bank. Mm-hmm. With his Buddy Pasco. Which is wild to think where we were a few seasons ago, where he's begging Pasco for an investment to help with the with the mine. To now he's like co chair with Pasco at a at a bank.
1: And Ross Ross definitely is wearing his like Undertaker outfit when he walks in too. He's got the long heavy jacket. It's like, dude, you run a mm-hmm. bank. Get get something nice. And Said and it, it before. It's kinda, wear
0: a suit. Yeah, and it's openly discussed this episode two How? Wait, so you own a borough, George? And you're also part of Parliament <laughs> of the borough that you own, huh? And, and, that, and that's, I think, part of the whole like thought process. Like, oh, there's corruption going on around here. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's better to keep Ross tighter <laughs> than the people like George uh, have all the power. But. Yeah,
1: I think that that Bassett sees that this George has got to be stopped.
0: Yeah, he's an evil, and so. We find out, yes, Elizabeth is pregnant. So we, she, couldn't, she couldn't hold out. Yeah, Dr. Choke th- said, like, well, maybe you're just ill. Take this or that. And she's like, no, d- he's mistaken. I'm, I'm pregnant. He's, a, he's just a bad doctor.
1: And, and George is thrilled.
0: Oh, yeah. And he, he's, like, doing the mental math. She says, I'm doing December. He's like, oh, no, no, no. that's eight months. <laughs> well, does he say um, eight months? Because no, he does I don't not. Think he it does is. not. Yeah. He, he's doing ah. the mental math, though. Uh, he's like, we can get him a house in London. We'll just take it easy. Just do, do just fine. Hopefully, I can get a girl out of this. That'd be great.
1: Rare moment of vulnerability from George where it's just pure joy that's
0: unrelated to sabotaging Ross. But it's so good, though, because he's like, Uncle Kerry walks in the room. He's like, Uncle Kerry, I got good news. And Uncle Kerry, in the best uh, like deflating moment, I got bad news. He hits the gavel. <laughs> I got bad news. <laughs> What's the bad news, Dave?
1: It's what we already talked about. Ross is in the bank (laughs) business.
0: Bassett took on Pasco uh, for Cornwall. Pasco's a partner
1: in this. Pasco's clean. He's clear. He's under control. control. So George's big game is over
0: here. And I think it's wise on Bassett's part because I think the thing is people do trust Pasco. And I think some of what... Ross said, got through to him. It was just the fact that he didn't have any funds and it wasn't a reliable source for, for banking. But having a name like that will hopefully steer people away from uh, George and then invest their money with with the Bassett Bank, you know?
1: The Bassett Bank.
0: Yeah. Because, and w- yeah, everyone knows that something went sideways here. There was clearly some collusion going on. So, some
1: tomfoolery uh yeah. And we see but, that Ross is thinking, you know, time to go back to work. He can't keep shunning his duties. Mm-hmm. He's running around on the beach with Garrick, who looks fatter and younger than ever. Mm-hmm. And he says, I think my wife should come to London with me.
0: And she's like, who's going to watch The mine? Who cares? I mean, they probably leave Zachary she's to do what like, like, Zachary and
1: Sam it, are doing just fine.
0: Yeah. but She's like, who's going to watch the kids? And he's like, ah, eh, forget the kids. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and when they're loading up the cart, and Prudy's there, and uh, Caroline and Dwight are like, "Yeah, we, well, you know, we'll come over for dinner every now and again. We'll have them over the house. We'll hang out with them. It's just for a month. Demals is like, "I don't want to. I don't want to do this." And Ross is like, "It's a month. You'll be yeah. fine without your children for thirty days." Yeah. And uh, we see him in London, and they're getting on.
0: Oh yeah, so she wakes up in bed without her clothes, and she's like, "What happened to him?" And he's like. I don't Oops. know. <laughs> and she's she tells him to fetch him fetch her her robe and he's he's like, No, you can go get it yourself. Get on, girl. And then we see
1: that they, they start going at it and the maid is like, Breakfast And Ross is like, I'll be down in an hour. Or, or two. two. That's that's some stamina
0: from Ross. I mean, he's got a lot of stamina. He can ride a horse for hours on end. Sure. So, yeah. That is the episode. This is an uh, interesting episode.
1: I think this was a really well-told episode narratively because I thought for sure we were ending this episode with Pasco done, Ross done. Yeah. And they really yeah, it keeps spun it, it around.
0: Yeah, they keep it buoyant, which is surprising. It is a bit of a, a turn in the storytelling where, like, Ross always comes through and saves the, saves the day, and it's not entirely that, but everything ends up all right in the end. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, good episode. That's right.
1: I, good episode as we're ramp. Like, I really don't know what's how this season will end. I'm really well, curious we got about Well, we two how-
0: pregnancies, so there's going to be a couple more babies popping, maybe by next week or by the end of the season. Yeah, knowing
1: how the show works. And uh, the mind has to turn a corner in some capacity.
0: Drake's got to make up his mind with Rossina. Um, we
1: know how he's going to. <laughs>
0: We did. We even glossed over that. This the Drake. Op- Drake is in this episode, floating face down in the water,
1: <laughs> Just doing his best Ross impression, walking out of the water. I thought not it was Ross well. too, not and I was well. like, "Oh
0: no, it's not. It's not." But let's let's get to the power rankings, Dave. Who sure. you got going down this week?
1: Well, at number three, I got Rosina because mm. this poor young lady is getting gassed up, and and by Sam, who's two timing her, and I think. I think it's time for us to admit that Rosina is a little simple. It's a little Drake, bit. you know, Drake is like, "Hey, how you doing?" I I guess I should talk to you, and she's like, "I'm fine with you because I know what you did was for the right reasons." It's like Rosina, stop! Your dad's terrible. Yeah, your dad's friend is like forty years younger than him and also a dope. <laughs>
0: like she, she'd actually be better off with Sam because you look at her and Sam; they got the same kind of dirty complexion, and I think they do well together.
1: She's definitely Emma adjacent.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. Where's Tholly been? Come on, Tholly. Come back yeah, to us. Yeah, where's
1: Tholly? Tholly would need him to Jacka. invest
0: in the bank. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like Rosina's a,
1: you know, we're keeping her around. Uh, no, mm-hmm. get, be done with her. Yeah. Who do you got going at number three?
0: I got Uncle Kerry. He's got some bad news, man. <laughs> After all the scheming and everything, it all comes back around that Pasco ends up jailing just he, fine.
1: He, he really is the patsy here for George. Like, He never seems to be making the decisions. He's always like, why do you want to marry Elizabeth when you can have someone who's hot and 15 years younger? And George is like, leave me alone, uncle. And this, yeah. like, Imagine if your nephew was in total control of your financial future and it all was based upon
0: some grudge. Yeah. You, you can imagine. So, right, right. yeah, him just going down, he's just in a bad mood, as he always is. Who's number two going down for you, Dave?
1: I got more Wenna because she is.
0: I got more Wenna number two also. She
1: she is struggling. You know this she's is, in a bad state. She's she's basically being held captive. She's pregnant with a baby she doesn't want, and we see that she is, talks to Drake here. She clearly knows that there's a lot of 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 stuff going on there mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed, and her emotions need to be put in
0: check to a certain degree. And it's rough. How mo- how much of Morwenna's time on TV do you think she spends staring at the ground?
1: It's got to be the easiest acting job for who plays <laughs> Morwenna.
0: I can't remember the last time she looked up and someone looked at someone in the eyes. She's just always looking Elise down.
1: Elise Chapel. She's she's cashing that check, just longing in those eyes oh, and yeah. despair. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Factory of sadness there. Well, who's number one going down for you?
1: I think this is a no-brainer. I think this is George. Oh, Yeah. We gas him up the whole episode. I'm gonna take down. I'm gonna take him down a peg, put the bank out of business. He's like smiling this to
0: is, himself at the infirmary inv- unveiling. <laughs> he's oh, so he, and he
1: is so full of you know what that he is on cloud nine that this planet. And for like 40 minutes of the 58 minute episode, he's getting his way. Like this yeah. is the kind of nosedive that you know. And, and with all due respect to him being a father, that's great. This is not the way Elizabeth wanted this to go. So I would give him props for that, but I can't give him props for that. So terrible week for George, considering the amount of legwork he did to get his achieve his goal and then to lose it. He seems very happy about
0: that baby. Very happy. Not,
1: Uncle Carrie came in and said, nope.
0: Well, number one going down for me, it's Pasco's customers. This guy cheated them out of all their life savings we and money. We didn't cheat them. Nat well, Pierce did. He, who's the one who, who enabled Nat Pierce? Had to come from someone. It came from Pasco. That's true. He was doing some bad banking, and he. But put it's not like the, the money's risk.
1: lost. They're going to get it. You know, Pasco is not like totally done.
0: Right. It'll just take some time for him to get it back and everything. So but,
1: I would say they were victimized by Nat Pierce and George. Yeah, I do think that that's a fair group of people to have at
0: number one, but. I wouldn't I mean, blame Pasco. That's some hard times right there, especially with the mine not doing as hot as it has. I mean, yeah, everyone's affected. That That's, that's just bad. Bad, hard times for Pasco's customers, man. Hard times. I feel for it.
1: Falling on hard times.
0: Yeah. Well, nowhere to go but up. Yeah, who do you got going up? Uh, number three, I got Elizabeth. She's pregnant. It's okay. She got the eight-month plan. Didn't she, quite work. She, yeah, she gets Ross in there, gets him out of there real quick. She'll be fine.
1: Okay. Well, I got Demelza at number three.
0: Really? Because we see that
1: she's making decisions when Ross is gone. and Sure. we do see that this, this family you know, marriage dynamic between the two of them is a little rocky. And she's helping Ross with this plan to make people think that Pasco's Bank is doing well. She's mm-hmm. she's playing the game. She's in the in the trenches with Ross, and then when it comes time for it, Ross says, "You're coming to London. You're going on vacation. You you're doing great work." And and I think Demel's is the one sort of behind this morale booster barbecue at Ross's house. So Demel's is doing the legwork here, a lot of legwork.
0: Sure, except for the fact that her plan completely fails with saving Ross uh, with Pasco's bank.
1: <laughs> you know. It's good intentions. I it. Sure, she gets to go to London. She gets to leave her kids okay. for a month
0: and go on vacation. London season it is. Well, at number two, I got Sam. This guy is just making you know assists throughout this episode. He's helping out his brother, Raw uh, Drake. You know, trying trying to get him back he's in the giving game. Giving him
1: two narratives.
0: Yeah, he's out there helping Demelza with her plan to to try and. Save the bank. He doesn't even need to. He just shows up and does it. And then he's throwing strays at uh, the uh, jacka and stuff, saying like, "You want to step to my brother after burning down his house? I will have you hung in the streets. I will prove it out that you burned I'm the that man down." Here, this is my house. Yeah, don't mess with me. Kudos to Sam. This is a big uh, big episode for him. Good good episode for Sam. He's even Why flirting you? with Rossino while saying, "Yeah, you, can can my you brother. look at my brother too. <laughs>
1: you can look at both of us. Yeah, we're two humans. What you think? Yeah." <laughs> How about you, Dev? I got Ross at number two. This, okay. guy, this guy comes... This, Like I said, it's that last 20 minutes. Ross is brought in with this Bassett stuff. But we can't sleep on the fact that Ross has a meeting with the Prime Minister who basically signs off on his ideals. That's mm-hmm. a big thing. And all of Ross's efforts in this episode lead to this Bassett plan. So we can say that he's failing trying to convince people to join this team but we see he straight up makes a fool of himself in public. He's drunk yeah. or he's dr- drinking something and screaming at George. He looks like there's no way out here for Ross. I thought I thought he was done for for this
0: episode. Well, he he's comes been number back one, man. He's included. He a, he's, he's number one for me this episode because he just pulled it, pulled it out of his hat. The you
1: alley-oop. know, you Oh, well, good job, Ross.
0: Yeah. And then he gets to Melza back in London with him for a month. For a month with no kids on him.
1: And he no saved kids. Jeffrey Charles from the. What well, number one? I got yeah. I got Ol Harris, Pasco. Who?
0: O'Harris, Harris Pasco. Okay, yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> the, he really got got things worked ruin. out for him.
1: This yeah. must have been the worst. And and the thing is, I think one thing that we should say about Pasco here that that uh, we have not brought up is how emotional emotionally stable he is throughout this whole episode. Yeah. He never seems to lose his cool, despite the fact that this Nat Pierce dude totally screwed him over. Uh, All this terrible stuff about his people. You know, he's appreciative of Demelza for not withdrawing. He's appreciative of Demelza and the crew for helping. And he's ready to just hang it up. But all these people come to his aid and lift him back up. So he was almost screwed by George. And he comes out on top with a job, with a partnership. And with his like, basically his surrogate son, and Ross is like, chilling with him. I think it's big week, big big week for Pasco.
0: Yeah, I could give him a, a an up spot if I could, but you know, You've gotta leave him for Sam. But well, no, he really screwed over his customers. He really did. He didn't
1: it, though. It was his his people?
0: What are the odds he goes to this bank and makes the same kind of uh, allowances for someone to do speculation with, and then just tanks Bassett's bank? What are the odds of that happening? Hi. This guy may not be that good. That that we'll may be the actual out. truth of it all. He <laughs> may not actually that, be that good. has been for 27
1: years. It's the first time this happened.
0: Think about this. How many times did he spot Ross money when he shouldn't have? He, and he lost money on the investments in Ross. <laughs> He's not a good yeah. banker, maybe. I mean, I think that, that may doesn't be the He missed
1: it out on top. <laughs> if you're not a good runner, but you somehow win a marathon, you still won the
0: marathon. You're never going to win the marathon if you're not a good runner. Don't work well, that way.
1: <laughs> Well, he's he's a bank. He might be a bad banker, but he's on a board of bankers now.
0: That, that guy's trash to me. Okay. <laughs> Dave, right. what have you been watching outside of Dark? What well, have I been
1: watching? I, I mean, we had our friend's wedding, so.
0: We are watching the wedding. We're
1: watching Expected. the wedding, watching the bands. Um, more Love Island, just burning through that. There's 30-something episodes. I think I'm on like episode 15. Yeah. What about you? Anything good?
0: Uh, a wrapped up season five of Cobra Kai. Okay. The season was a little bit all over the map this year, but still, I'm still here for it. Let's keep going. They just keep and that show
1: going? There's no end in sight?
0: There's at least going to hopefully be one more season, but we'll see. But aside okay. from that, catching up on some Andor and really pleasantly surprised to see Francis Poldark being so heavy in it, like as, as a character. Like he's a big Yeah, part I watched of it. the
1: first two. He He is fantastic.
0: Yeah and it he's really acting part too of he's
1: bad. really you know he's very, totally different from Francis so it's not like uh, our boy is, is uh, Connecticut's own is a bad actor mm-hmm. he's proven his worth here and I'm a, I'm a fan I got. I think I might watch more of that later tonight same same here cool
0: I think that's <laughs> pretty much where we are right now
1: yeah we made it through no technical difficulties this week
0: yeah none at all <laughs> thank thank the lord indeed thank you Sam <laughs> Uh, well you know where to find us. You can find our whole entire archive of episodes on our Podbean website. You can also mm-hmm. look us up on Spotify, iTunes, uh, at, you know, Apple Podcasts. You leave, leave us five-star rating review if you so choose. You can also hit us up on Instagram. Leave us a message at, at gmail.com You can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. We're, we're everywhere. You know where to find us. And we'll catch you next time on the pod. And also our Patreon. Do not forget about our Patreon. By the way, we still. Yeah,
1: next week we I, I will say it right now. We're talking about Hugh Bonneville on on that talk show. We're gonna watch yeah. the new Hugh Bonneville movie. I came by.
0: Yeah. we're gonna talk, talk about, about it. We'll see if we, it's any good.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm curious about it.
0: Yeah. So, if you're if you're into that, just sign up for the Patreon, and and we'll catch you next time on the pod.